Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 24, Quiet Quitting versus Quiet Firing. Toxic cultures are produced by unaddressed issues that continue to grow and fester into a toxic disease of gossip, backbiting, lack of productivity, lack of engagement, and quitting. However, when all of that is going on within an organization, but the individuals have not quit yet, or the organizational leaders see this happening and have not fired them outright yet, what is this doing to your culture? Let's talk about it. Hey, greetings and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 24, Quiet quitting versus quiet firing. Now, we have had the conversation twice uh, as it relates to quiet quitting, why employees quit. And then we talked about quiet quitting leadership's response to quiet quitting. But today we want to talk about, you know, quiet quitting versus quiet firing. Um, Quiet quitting, of course, is when an individual, as Les Brown has said this way back in the day, that, you know, the employee is doing just enough work uh, to not get fired and the employer is paying them just enough for them not to quit. But that's a bad relationship. That's somewhat like a toxic relationship. Like, you know, there's lack of engagement uh, on behalf of the employee to really um, put their full effort into the job, the requirements, the expectations, right? And, and to be driven by the mission statement, the core values uh, of that organization. And so, you know, they start doing things and you can find this in their attendance. You can find this quiet quitting in their conversations. And of course, you can find this in their work output. Um, However, what are the signs that, you know, uh, this employee is actually in the process of, you know, uh, being quietly fired, right? Where quiet firing is happening. Well, quiet firing is when you just don't outright fire the employee. You begin to uh, pull certain responsibilities from them. You begin to exclude them from certain invitations to be a part of X, Y, and Z, this and that, that they ordinarily were a part of as it relates to meetings, uh, planning, committees, you know, and etc. And so a quiet quitting and quiet firing is both the result of a toxic relationship. Toxic relationships are formed, you know, in organizations when uh, there is a lack of presence or there's a lack of executive presence uh, on behalf of the leaders who are in charge of uh, making sure that the organization is uh, ran, the, the organization is uh, going in the direction in which uh, it is designed to go into, right? Not just products and services, but of course, the core values and mission statements, KPI, and the overall culture of the organization. So um, one of the things that drives, well, here is, here is the two motivators that drives employees to quietly quit. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes. It's two things. It's fear and it's love, right? Right. 
It's love and it's fear that drives these employees uh, to quietly quit. Well, why, why haven't they just outright quit? Well, because they have responsibilities. They have uh, obligations, right? And people are looking for them or depending on them. And so that's where the love comes in. Also where the fear comes in, the fear of disappointment of those loved ones, uh, but also the love comes in of those loved ones, right? So I love you enough to continue to come into this toxic place and work to make sure that I can provide for my family or I could, you know, be an addition to the financial income of my family. And so... But the quiet firing is looking at, okay, they're just waiting for this employee to make the wrong move where they legally and uh, through HR could fire them without any backlash, um, without any, you know, it it, it looking personal um, on behalf of the employee. So, you know, quiet firing versus quiet fitting, I mean, quiet firing versus quiet quitting Of course, that cycle that's within that organization, that toxic relationship between the employee and the employer is adding to the toxicity of the culture. It's like, as we've talked about before, you know, you have a fish tank and the fish tank is dirty. There is, you know, all types of mildew, uh, residue, even other dead fish, right? Uh, and feces all around inside of this fish tank. And then you're continuously adding new fish or new employees into this dirty fish tank. And then eventually these fish also become toxic and dirty and take on the characteristics of the environment, the unhealthy environment in which they are in. And so what has to happen is that the fish tank has to be cleaned out completely. Even certain components um, that are in the fish tank that filter out the toxicity in the fish tank. You know, certain residue that has grown now ingrained inside of some of the stones, some of the, the plastic plants right? Um, Even the the diseases that may have been created inside of the filtration system of this fish tank now all have to be either thoroughly cleaned or completely replaced, right? So that's the way uh, leaders have to look at the organization in which they are a part of, all of the moving parts, right? Uh, There's some toxicity that's there that leaks out that spreads all over the organization, which then covers all of the participants, the employees, the stakeholders, the uh, volunteers, all in this uh, toxic soot, right? Um, that's, that's called a toxic culture. And so to remove dirty fish from the dirty fish tank does not solve the problem. That just removed the dirty fish. You go out and clean up the fish or even bring in a new fish still in a dirty tank. Eventually, you're going to have another sick fish. So organizations, leaders must be intentional um, as it relates to the culture 
of their organization. Right now, you know, so many organizations just need employees that they're willing to bring in anyone, right? They're almost willing. It doesn't mean that the one that they bring in does not add value or cannot add value. But at the same time, though, the uh, the risk that they're taking is they're bringing in someone uh, without thoroughly vetting them or filtering them, you know, through the KPIs and the core values and the mission statement of the organization. You can bring in someone who could add even more toxicity to um, an already toxic culture, an already toxic organization. So many companies are thinking they don't have time to be intentional about the promotions, about the hiring process. They just need to fill uh, these positions because it is absolutely disturbing uh, the distribution chains, the supply chains, right, that is uh, in in America and globally, right? So this thing is not just impacted America, but it's impacting the globe as it relates to supply chain, as it relates to workforce development, employee engagement. So um, what? So quiet quitting versus quiet firing. What's really worse, though, is the quiet firing. Why is the quiet firing worse than quiet quitting? Well, the employers, it shows that they do not have certain components in place, right, to, to, to really save the employee or really change the company culture because that has to happen from the top. I did an interview uh, with Roberta Matchison and she's written a book, Suddenly in Charge, and she talks about this uh, in her book that, you know, you cannot change the culture, um, you know, without having authority and insight on how to do so. Of course, you as an individual can be an outlier as it me as it relates to not being a part of the toxic culture. However, cleaning up a toxic culture has to happen from the top. There has to be executive presence. There has to be executive participation in the organization in order for change to really take effect, in order for change to be long lasting. It has to happen from the top. But when you're doing this quiet quitting, you want to get rid of an employee, but because you're looking at how they have added to the toxicity, to the disturbance, right, to the difficulty of managing your organization. So instead of having, uh, you know, instead of doing that, right, why not implement a coaching practice, right? Have some coaching in, 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 uh, in play as it relates to uh, this employee, coaching that employee, you know, evaluating that employee, doing some questioning with that employee, finding out what's really going on in the life of that employee. That could be personal problems that's spilling over into work performance, right? But instead of that, as Patrick Ligioni talks about it in his five dysfunctions of a team, number two dysfunction is fear of conflict. So when we fear conflict, when we don't want to approach an employee who seems to have a bad attitude, who seems to uh, just not be adequate as it relates to their work um, and has produced you know, somewhat of tension uh, in the environment, well, again, uh, you're going to have what you have, which is a toxic culture. So quiet firing is, in my uh, 
you know, viewpoint is worse than quiet quitting. Quiet quitting, the employee is just hanging on by a thread, right? Uh, something has disturbed this employee's uh, mo momentum to want to continue uh, doing solid work, doing proficient uh, and competent work at this organization. Something has happened. And the employer sees the effects of what has happened, but does not intervene, does not coach, does not, and, 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 and bottom line, does not care about what's going on with this employee. We just want to get rid of the problem instead of, you know, trying to solve the work-related problem. We want to get rid of the individual altogether. And so, but when you choose not to address um, the quiet quitting efforts of this employee, it continues to multiply toxicity in the culture of your organization. So employers, leaders, take charge of your organization. Don't be standoffish and in your office all the time, crunching numbers or having, you know, you've, you've, you've um, filled your calendar up with meetings and some of the meetings, you know, can be delegated to someone else, but you just want to be in your office all the time or not present. But no, a leader who does not have a pulse or a hand on their organization will lose that organization, will lose that uh, company and that agency. So quiet quitting versus quiet firing. Quiet firing is worse in my viewpoint of quiet quitting because it shows that the leaders are not taking advantage of the opportunities that they have to save, to coach, to enhance an employee who's quiet quitting, which is really a cry out for help. Help your employee. Show them the reason why. Uh, show them a good reason why they should stay with the company. Show them that you absolutely do care about them. Take care and always remember leadership is influence and service. Greetings, leaders, and thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast Season 3, Episode 24, as we talked about quiet quitting versus quiet firing and why, in my viewpoint, quiet firing is worse than quiet quitting. If you would like to have a half-hour conversation of how JM Leadership Development can assist your organization, whether you are the leader or you are an employee or you are a growing leader and would like to get some tips and steps on how to be efficient in that leadership role, please do not hesitate to reach out at 828-333-7234 or you can send us an email at thejasonamohammed at gmail.com and we will respond promptly. And once again, always remember, leadership is influence and service.